Mr. Stevens says. I'm arresting you on suspicion of armed robbery. You do not have to say anything. But anything you do say may be used in evidence against you. I should be moving on soon. So I want to ask you a favor. Name it. Don't make the same mistake that me and my brothers have done. And if you try, they'll throw away the key. UFC matters with me, Steve Braith, the professional show, and uh, just an update uh, in the uh, the game involving the Heed Army. It's uh, coming to a close now, and unfortunately, Halifax Town are still one nil up in the FA Trophy at Wembley. Uh, not really a great game, it has to be said, uh, and a, 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 a calamitous goal really for. Uh, the relative of Jimmy Montgomery, who's in goal for uh, for Gateshead, um, kicked the ball off the, the forward coming towards him. And um, yeah, I just hope that's not the winner. I hope Gateshead can find something or muster something in these last couple of minutes to get back into the uh, the game and take the game an extra time. I'll keep you updated on that. Uh, as always, we're here to talk about Newcastle United for an hour. And uh, first of all, Stu, you want to issue an apology, I believe. Yeah, well, before that, I need to say good evening from the Champions League. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> The apologies on, on Friday morning. I'm sure I wasn't the only one who woke up a bit worse for wear after Newcastle's superb result against Brighton. And I was thinking from Twitter, I seen this picture of Bruno celebrating with the fans, and I had a quick skiz, and I thought, oh, let's see, proper fans, no mobiles. So I put a tweet out there, and then it just got some traction, and it grew legs, and then it started running faster than you see in Bolt. Uh, and it's had, without exaggerating, uh, I think it's about 350,000 views at the last time I checked it. Um, and a lot of clever people there have spent most of their Friday morning dissecting a photograph to try and prove that I was wrong. And there's a photograph of someone with a phone, there's someone else with a phone. And then escalated into people from the, from Seagull country, that's not Brighton. Uh, that they decided to think it was funny. And then we had people from Merseyside, both red and blue, wanting to have a go. So I gave a bit back and then I thought, I can't be bothered with it, let it go. So I need to apologise to the people who were circled by <laughs> scores of people with their phones, you know, showing that they were videoing the game and taking photographs when they should be cheering. So I need to apologise to those people. They shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> OK, good stuff. Um Obviously, uh, business end of the season and uh, virtually everything is is more or less sorted now. Manchester City champions, Mitch, um, and the relegation story, um, well, it's one one of two now, isn't it? Uh, Leeds getting beat today uh, means that they need to win next week 
and have to hope that Everton slip up um, in their home game. Uh, Everton two points ahead. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's all coming to an end. Forest, great win for them. Uh, securing Superb their last night. Against Arsenal. And that's what football's all about. But yeah, it's been a been, a, been an interesting weekend. And I think we were all just commenting on the WhatsApp group there before we came on about the crowd at Manchester City. Um, empty seats, mate, for... You know, for, for you know, for a game where they're celebrating winning the, the fifth championship in six, you, you just couldn't imagine that at Newcastle, could you? Yeah, there'd be such a bloody clamour for seats, and there'd be such a overspill of people trying to get in and desperate to get tickets in one form or another. I can't really explain it. I mean, I know that ground's out in the middle of bloody nowhere in relative terms, and it's a Sunday, but so what? You've you've just won the championship again. Are you are you already getting complacent as a fan base? Is, is, is that how that reflects in it? I've got no idea. Um, I find it very difficult to comprehend. I really do. You know, as is, is a team that I've always saw as someone who was kind of um, of our ilk, more, more so than Man United, without necessarily an international fan base until recently. But to see empty seats like that and to feel... You know, I mean, I've been in Goodfellas with the Leeds lot the day and feeling their angst, and I've got to say, I'm just bloody glad we weren't involved with it all. Um, I won't miss it, and I hopefully don't have to suffer it again. Um, and then watching Man City Chelsea after, and the atmosphere looked, just felt flat. And it should be a time to celebrate, you know, there should be getting the banners out and saying, look at the achievement. This is this is one box ticked in what could be an unbelievable season for them, really. You know, it's so frustrating. I can't, I can't work it out. You're on mute, Steve, I think. Mute, Steve. I've just noticed, lads, yeah, it was a, a, a loud noise going on in the house and I had to stick myself on mute. The other thing about um the other thing about you know the, the back end of the season is uh, Steve Hasty posted an article in our WhatsApp group Stu about the, the big seven. Um Newcastle finally uh named as, as as one of those teams now which uh which is the first time I've seen it in an article uh, as well. So it, I think it says a lot about how far we've come this season. Yeah it was on BBC it was in BBC Sports website I think where they were talking about who could seriously compete with Manchester City. Now, just to carry on the question regarding Manchester City, uh, they've got a hardcore of loyal supporters, but this is probably controversial. They're, they're not as big a club as Newcastle. Yes, they've had all the money put into them, etc., etc., but history tells you that Newcastle have been a bigger club. Uh, so it's okay, you're, you're growing your fan base and you, you get new fans, etc., but They've got a hardcore, I would say, of about 30,000. And they showed that when they were in the old third division. But the the majority, by that time, Manchester United had sweeped up around that area, hadn't it? And, and, and most else, other places. But it's good that we're getting acknowledged with the big seven. But I, I don't even think Tottenham were mentioned in that article. I just uh, had a quick look through it. I don't even think they were mentioned. Uh, and neither they should. So... If you look at Newcastle 12 months ago, it's like a Hollywood script. And I'm going back to the, the day we beat Arsenal, the last home game of the season, which was on a Monday night. So it mirrors tomorrow. And, and that showed that we could mix it with the big boys. And then tomorrow, we will be planting ourselves right bang in the middle. Not back in the middle of the big six. We're in the, we'll be in the Champions League. And... The teams like Tottenham, I genuinely cannot see them competing at all for the foreseeable future. Others will spend money, others will have already got a bigger base, but it's not really an attractive club to go to at the moment. They're sitting eighth, and they need results to go their way to even get into the conference. So they'll be they've been relying on the Champions League winning for a long time. And they've still got a big debt around them that needs to be serviced, whether they like it or not. The, the bank's not going to say, OK, we'll let you off this year, pay it next year if we get the Champions League. Exactly. They'll need to pay the money. Uh, and, and that comes out of their transfer, Kitty, because it's one and, club. And, and Tottenham are still paying the, 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 the highest interest part of their debt at the moment. Yeah. They need that Champions League money to clear that yeah. highest interest. It's rate. still compounding so the, the more you pay, it's the, the clubs. I yeah. think people don't, 
understand how crippling that could be for them next season. I would expect to see Tottenham maybe have to sell one of their crown jewels. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gates, Gates um, had a blast. And the other thing I would say Gates had a blast, lads. Just to, just to update you. Um, well done, oh, Halifax. Uh, pretty naff game, but uh, congratulations to Halifax. Sad day for Gates. Uh, go on, Mitch. The other thing I'd say about that article by Phil McNulty on BBC, it's quite disingenuous. We we are begrudgingly mentioned, and we're mentioned in the same... Um, in, in, in the same phrase as Saudi millions when not actually mentioned properly in terms of what we actually have achieved it's very begrudging and that's typical BBC at the minute I'm sorry they, they, they've got a downer on everything Middle East at the minute if you look at how the report on anything in the Middle East from Dubai to Saudi and beyond um, it, it's always very negative and, and the struggle to give praise where it's due and sadly the struggle to give praise where it's due for Eddie Howe Mm, yeah, definitely. You had an update on the uh, the Manchester United ongoing oh, saga yeah. um, as well, which, which oh, you, yeah. you shared right. with us. Now this this had me this had me howling when you sent me this uh, earlier. What would you care to explain what right. you found I'm, in your digging expedition I'm this week? Gonna gonna share it on my Twitter after the show, and people can see the actual thing because it's a link. It's an open link. It's it's not in secret or anything. Big shout out to Phil Hook, who must have done a lot of digging to find it for us and passed it on to us, I've got to say. Um, this is the wonderful thing about our fan base. Once you set people off doing stuff, whether it's playing, spotting, training, ground, watching, um, you name it, they're bloody good at it, watching company's house. And this is the equivalent of the company's house watching. There's a, there's a company being incorporated in Qatar, in the Qatar Financial District, um, called 92 Holdings Limited. Now, that's not 92 Foundation. It does say on the document that 92 Foundation are the owners of 92 Holdings, which is interesting because, again, that's the first time anybody suggested anywhere that 92 uh, Foundation is anything other than a figment of somebody's imagination. Um, the names associated with it, obviously, uh, Sheikh seems on there, but the other name associated with it is a significant individual is a member of the Qatari government. Hmm. That makes you wonder where the money's going to be coming from then, in spite of many protestations. There's another name... Mitch, Mitch, how much money have they got in their bank as a company? Oh, well, look, people understand this. Is, this is it. I believe this is a special <laughs> purchase vehicle, which is something you have to have in place when you move to the next level of the, the financial disclosures for the Premier League. And I think this is a special purchase vehicle which has been incorporated with 100 US dollars. That's what they have in the bank, 100 US dollars. It's a special purchase vehicle that you or I could do, Steve. We could come up with one called 1892 Holdings and incorporate it in exactly the same way. The other name of significance on there, I won't repeat it, but it's on there. You can go and see it. Uh, Just Google them. Just Google them. And I'll let your brain do the rest. And um, very, very curious that the date of incorporation was the 20th of April. So again, the first mention anywhere of a 92 foundation goes back to the 13th, 14th of February. Now on the 20th of April, that is exactly, oh, six days before the final third deadline. (laughs) 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 And what did you have to do? In that deadline, you had to say where the money was coming from. So what they've obviously done, in my opinion, is created a special purchase vehicle to say this is where the money's going to be coming from. And again, that ticks a, ticks a box, with the, box with the Premier League. That would satisfy them until the time comes to write the cheque. That's how Binzayad Group got as far as they did with us. That's how Binzayad Group got as far as they did with Derby. Okay? It still feels like it's just a big charade and it's this doesn't help them in my opinion it exposes more areas where there are questions to be asked and again i say to anybody out there why are so many serious journalists being taken in with this and not asking the difficult questions because if you see a couple of the names associated with this this document and you google them they should be asking questions what was your thoughts, Stu, when you heard that and read that? Uh, I was chatting with Mitch, and I was, I was just laughing. It's like, oh, we've made two bids, 
oh, we better create this company there. Now we'll keep talking about it. There's a third bid coming in, right? Let's make this company. Who's got $100? We'll start a company off. So it, 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 to me, it's, it's comical. And the, I'm sure I said it last week, but I said to Mitch again today, I said, what would be absolutely amazing and what I'd love to see happen is Jim Radcliffe withdraw his bid. They just say, sorry, I can't compete with that uh, high bid and withdraw his. And then you'll see the flattening. And then all of a sudden, once it doesn't come to fruition, you'll see journalists start doing journalistic work, which is quite astounding that they've decided to turn a blind eye to it. Well, I find it interesting today as well, the stories being leaked out to the press that people close to the 9-2 Foundation say that they're going to look at West Ham if the Man United bid fails. <laughs> that was the <laughs> But he's Again, a Man United We've fan. done this already. We've done it already with Mazai Group. And yes, I was very much involved with that at one point. And I was taken into it all. I've got to hold my hands up and say, yeah, you know, I was carried along with being waved wealth statements underneath my nose and look at this document and look at that document. But the reality is, this actually exposes the weaknesses of things like owners and directors tests in our game that you can get so far down the line without actually ever really proven who you are or what you've got until the time comes to actually write a check and that's mental i'm sorry what you're talking about and again i come back to this we're talking about manchester united it sticks in me crow but i'll say it again manchester united are one of the crown jewels of the premiership and they as a club and their proper fans because there are some proper man young fans out there that deserve to be called this deserve more than that like we would and you don't want to be dicked around and this is dicking around on another level if you ask me okay as always we take questions on the show chip as i said uh, do the lads think the new sponsors will be announced this week providing we win tomorrow night and uh, Neil Calvert, I uh, hope your dad's okay, Neil. Uh, I know you're on your way to hospital to see him. Uh, question for Mitch and Stu, any news on potential signing sponsors, etc.? Are we in the new kit tomorrow? Uh, also, happy anniversary to John Justice Allen and his good lady, 13 years. Uh, yes. Yes, and happy anniversary, John. Happy anniversary, man. Let's hope you get home next week, mate, as well. Sounding a lot more promising. I promised him last week that I'd sit next to him on the first game of the season, so he's going to have to get better quickly. Yes, 100%. Right? 100%. <laughs> but yeah. Um, is, is this not time for you to dive in with some of the stuff Go you've on, got then. at the minute, mate? Because I think that well, makes yeah, sense. It's, it's just a bit of an insane thing. I've, I've got a call today from uh, someone I know really well in Saudi who's, shall we say, very very highly contacted. Uh, and he, he asked me if I was going to the game tomorrow and I says no. And he says the, the big bosses. Uh, Mr. Yasal Ramayan, he's, he's travelling to Newcastle tomorrow and he says he's apparently in a very, very happy mood and, and he's ecstatic with the way the club's going, which is quite obvious. And he'll be having meetings talking about... Uh, the way I the read, reading between the lines, the way I read it was he's just going to say, how much do you want, you can have it. How much are you allowed to spend, you can have it. And then, and then it's... Because I think the, the trust has been earned now by the management, by the people that are running the club on a day-to-day basis. And this is how Saudi do business. They'll, they'll back you, and I know we've repeated this, they'll back you uh, because they'll get the right people in. And if you look at other clubs without pointing fingers at Chelsea or Manchester United, um, they, they will get the right people in to do the right jobs and they'll reward them. And because... We've been just about full perfect with since the takeover. Uh, I'm quite sure you'll open the, the war chest and say, right, take out a bit what you need. If you want that player and it's within the guidelines, you can have it. Because this is this is a game changer, us getting in the Champions League. I know we keep banging on about in this region, it's massive, but it is. Now, even at work, as, as you know, I speak to Saudis, not even on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And... When when they, they start asking who do you support and they say Newcastle, in the past they would just okay just move on. But now they want a conversation about it. Now they want to know more about it. Now they want to learn about the club. And now they keep calling it our club and and there's a pride there and and it's it's growing very very quickly, a lot quicker than I thought it would. The the interest in 
that little club in the northeast as we keep getting referred to. It's, it's, it's amazing how it's going. So, yeah, the chairman will be there tomorrow. He'll be bearing gifts. And they understand that he's on a tight schedule, so I don't think he's going to be doing any sightseeing. But he'll definitely be at the game. And I'm sure he'll give uh, any of the good news about his transfer splurge and say, right, let's go and get who you want. Let's not beat about the bush. We're in this position now. We need to stay there and we need to consolidate. And, and if, if you allow us to talk a little bit further, I just want to talk about Mitch's video during the week because it was spot on. It was superb. And what I couldn't understand was the panic and fear people were coming out with. We were playing Brighton. You know what I mean? It's. I know uh, we spoke earlier in the week, uh, earlier in the week, Mitch. But I said, Scotty Brighton will be more frightened than Newcastle. They're coming to our house. We're third in the league. They were sixth. The Seagulls engines are like bouncing, especially on an eight game. And they knew that we were closing on the Champions League. Their fear would have been a lot bigger than ours. But as a fan base, we've got to get away from being worried about this. And I know it was discussed on the Migos saying it wouldn't happen in Liverpool, it wouldn't happen in Manchester, etc. But next season, we'll be having teams like PSG or Real Madrid or Barcelona or Bayern Munich company in Newcastle. Be a bit more concerned with their role in the not with teams like Brighton who have done well, they've overachieved. Fantastic. But they're still players. And last thing, sorry to say that you'd get beaten, even more sorry they couldn't score a goal. It's a white and black or black and white jigs on Wembley at the moment, but we'll break that next year. Yeah, and I just want to, um, you know, just back up what you've said there, Mitch, uh, about, about Mitch's video. It was fantastic, well-timed. I mean, at past five in the morning, text from Mitch, can I put this video out? Uh, the traction it's had is absolutely mental. I think even Mitch is blown away with that. You know, I, I, yeah. I've been across all my socials, TikTok, etc. And TikTok was up to 15,000 views. Um, and the comments were all great and positive. And, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for doing that, mate. But, yeah, it's um, it's been it's been a it's just been a crazy season. And, and, and you coined the phrase Stockholm Syndrome at the start of the season. Yeah. And we've all been through it at some point in the season. I went through it at... Uh, I went through it when Brighton scored the other night, but it's, it's it's hard to shake off, but we'll get there in the end. I totally understand it. And like I said on the Amigos, listening to Keith saying, I was having a drink with Liam Kennedy before the match, and he said, oh, I'll take a draw. <laughs> nah. Nah. Sorry. No. No. Um, and, 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 and I defy you to go and speak to a Liverpool fan or a journalist or a Man United fan or a journalist who would have that, that, that mindset. Um... And we have to learn that we can have good things happen to us. And one step... Not by time, chance. Not by chance no, either, Mitch. it isn't by chance. You're right. And we we'll look back on this season one day, I'm sure, and look at how much we've learned. How much we learned from the Carabao Cup defeat. How much... We, was it enough just to fill Trafalgar Square and be the loudest and the proudest and fill Wembley with passion and pride. Well, no, it wasn't in the end. And we look back at getting worried about Liverpool catching what up because the press so absolutely were desperate for it. But actually what Liverpool have done, seven wins and one draw in eight games, is absolutely immense. Fair play. But you've had to do that to stick to our court tails. Not to catch what up, just to stay within some sort of desperate touching distance. That's how good we've been this season. And all we have to do, next two games, is see the season out in the same manner that we started it and we're finishing it. And I know we're not used to this. We're genuinely not. I'm not used to it. I'm not used to being this sounding almost cocky. I listen back to me words sometimes and I think, where the hell is that coming from, Mitch? Oh, you were dead for me, I was shocked. Uh, well, <laughs> I, maybe, I've, maybe I've been in the Middle East a bit too long, I don't know. You know, the, the, that, that, that level of, um, you see it out here, levels of almost entitlement. But at the same time, we've worked for this, we've earned this. This hasn't happened by accident, you're quite right, Stu. It's not an accident. Yeah, we're ahead of schedule. But so what? That's bonus. That's gravy. And and so we can go and claim that. And all we we'll have to do is see it out. And I know I see people sweating about injuries. 
I've even been asked by somebody, can we include Isaac Hayden in the squad? Now he's back. Now he's loaned at Norwich is over. And it's like, no, he's not named in the Premier League squad, mate. We can't do that. And why would we want to? We've got some good young men who worked hard this season, who earned their place. And again, how many young kids did Man City throw into that team today that saw Chelsea off? How many young kids do Man United seem to throw in every year? And nobody stresses about whether they're ready for that or not. They're just, if they're there, and the manager says they're there, they're backed. And that's what we need to get used to doing. And so, I'll tell you something else, I was going to say, when they, they talk about who was signing, because that's going to be, I, I think Steve's going to get sick of that over the next few months because he's on every day. Oh, boy, he's excited. I'm ready for it, lads. <laughs> no, but uh, to me, the first signing that Newcastle should make is, anyhow, on an extended contract. And because... Would certain things haven't happened by mistake, but he's led from the front. He's put the hours in. You know, he he's, he does the research. He's first to, first in and he's last to leave, and and that is infectious. That's contagious, and that gets everyone else. You know, you can't manage people and say do as I say, not as I do. He's shown people leading from the front, and then when you have that enthusiasm plus his ability, his undoubted ability, and the energy that he creates. The confidence that the team have in them and the way that they're willing to go the extra mile, that then allows the, the Amandas and Jamie Rubens and Maydads to start looking around and then start picking leaders in the field. And that's where we've ended up getting Dan Ashworth and Silverstone and Darren Eels, etc. And it's that's why I'm saying it hasn't happened by mistake. And it, to me, the Eddie Howe's interviews, I know he was interviewed twice, but his interviews showed his passion and his commitment. And I don't think any other manager that was interviewed, there was six, wasn't there? I don't think any of those other six would have given to this club what he's given us. And we should be giving him something back in terms of a contract uh, and, a, and a big peer rise and, and a big thank you. And of course, you can't give bonuses off you through a season, but you can give someone a new contract going forward. And, and I genuinely let them all cry now saying, Newcastle might not get Champions League. Who said we'd get it this year? No one. So they've had their noses put out and we're there. They have to remove us, not us, not the other way around. We're there. We'll spend enough money to stay there. And whether they like that or not, we're there for a long, long time. Big shout out to yeah. Phil Hook, who's in the chat as well, Mitch. Uh, he's just thanked you there for uh, highlighting what uh, he put across hey. there. Look, like I said about our bloody fan base, they're, they're, they're mental in such so many good ways. And innovative and, and, and ingenious. And this is this is what I love, that I can interact with people on so many different levels from halfway around the world and get sent stuff that I would never, ever have access to normally or would struggle to find. And people open doors for me and people open doors just for this stupid, bloody gobshite dentist in the Middle East, you know? And it, 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 it blows my mind sometimes and I love it. I love every single bit of it because... When we work together as a group, we there's, there's no better. There's no better. Uh, Neil says, I'm, uh, in 53 years, I've watched Newcastle snatch defeat from the jaws of victory too many times to expect things to go our way. I'm a pessimist <laughs> by default. And I think a lot, of people, a lot of people would agree with that. And, 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 and to use the words of, of Yoda, you must unlearn. <laughs> Very good. Uh, how unlearn you must uh, how signed a new deal <laughs> earlier last year, says Chippers, but... Uh, Doesn't matter. Keep him tied down, that's, uh, that's the best way. Okay, halfway through the show, time for the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. A big thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can find them at their website, mrvickys.co.uk. If you want to place an order, call 01768 210102 or email info at mrvickys.co.uk. A big thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things and aqtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you like the channel, please hit the like underneath the video. It helps us grow. And click share and share it to your other social media. If you want to help us financially, please click join. And there's a range of different packages and it explains how you can do that. 
If you want to become a cult member and receive these goodies, a scarf, a pen, and a cup, and a membership card, and entry into the monthly draw, for a one-off fee of £25, simply go to nufcmatters.com and find cult membership. If you've got a smartphone, put it over this QR code now. It'll take you straight there. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And we also support the food bank on this channel. The Matchday Bucket helps you donate virtually. Go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk to find out more. We've got some events coming up over the course of the next 12 months. And even with John Anderson takes place at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe, only limited tickets available. 13th of June, go to their website to buy tickets. Bend it like Bobby. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. And just after the hour, the man did cometh at the double, as it was time to bend it like Bobby. It's a comedy play. It's a rehearsed reading by Jim Orr. It features myself and a few other cast members. Friday the 16th of June. Tickets on sale at newcastlelegends.com and they're only £5. And even with Frank Clark, well, this is our Christmas due, uh, Thursday, December the 7th. Tickets are £15 from nufcmatters.com at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And a big one for the new year, January the 25th, Keegan Waddle and Beardsley and special guests back together, the class of 1984 at the Tyne Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road. Uh, tickets available direct from the venue. If you like T-shirts and you want a few for the summer, get yourself to nufcmatters.com. The Isaac T-shirt is proven very popular. Okay, George Bainbridge asks, uh, how is the, sca- the skyscraper build going, in your opinion? It's something we um, we talked about, wasn't it, when where the takeover went through, that the Saudis yeah. wouldn't want to be second best at anything. How, how do you think it's going, lads, in your opinion? We're ahead of schedule, aren't we? You want to go a bit? Massively, massively so. You know, we've had a, I think we've had a fantastic concrete pour over two different levels and everything's set brilliantly and suddenly we're much further on than we were. Um, it brings problems, but they're nice problems. You know? Um, nice problems in that we've got to now adjust things for a different level quicker. Nice problems in that we'll be having discussions about who would like to sign and rub my hands with glee. Nice problems in that people like Bruno um, will see we're achieving earlier than maybe they were promised. And they're saying, hey, we're, we're not just on this ride for now, we're on this ride for good. Because he seems happy as Larry at the moment. And that's the kind of thing we need to keep generating. Um I think we we still have some amazing foundations. We've got some gaps. We've got some gaps, um, glaring gaps. I think within terms of still within terms of um, communication and, and and fans liaison. But certainly with what I've understood from chats I've had this week, that that's being worked on at supersonic speed and is going to get better and better as it goes forward. Um, and so. Um, we're never going to get everything right first time. We're never going to get everything perfect. Um, but what I do think is, is the way everything's going is it's still fostering an ability that we can all understand that we can cope with any little hiccups. And it isn't going to feel like a total disaster. You know, and if we ever made any headway with Ashley and, and his lot, it, it, whenever something then hiccuped again, it was chicken little and the sky fell in again. And, and it's never going. I don't think it's ever going to feel like that again. I don't pretend that they're going to get a hundred percent of the things right, a hundred percent of the time. Um, but I think there's a lot more understanding and give and take in there, um, and, and a lot more patience on our part as a fan base, because we're effectively being over delivered to. We've been under promised and over delivered, which from. Um, from Stu's point of view, I suspect that's the perfect setup, isn't it, for a deal? Yeah. The phrase I use at work as well, actually. Exactly, man. So, uh, um, I was going to say something else, but it's a family show. <laughs> 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 um, but when we're, we're talking about, uh, I see keeps in the chat there, well, keeps in the chat, and we, him and me both said that Newcastle would finish fifth, fifth, and we got mocked for saying so. That was at the start of the season. 
So the women ex exceeded our very positive expectations. But when Bruno was saying that he was talking about the Champions League, he was ridiculed. He was sneered at. People were laughing at him. What are you doing going there if you want the Champions League? And one year, one season later, he's got it. And getting back to skyscraper, that was a comment that was said by me and dad that we're building a skyscraper. And this is when Newcastle fans were seeing them at the best a lot this season, but when at the worst, when they become needy and demanding and they expect everything instantly. I think the proof's in the pudding now. It shows that the, the club is growing solidly and fast uh, in, in it, and in the right direction. But the, the skyscraper to me, I know Mitchell gave an analogy there. I would say, yes, the foundation they built, we already know that. Yes, it's coming out the ground. But you know what, Mitch? They've got the night shift working on it as well now. It's getting put up a lot quicker than anyone thought it was going to be. I... And it'll keep growing and it'll keep growing until it reaches the sky. And then they'll stop growing it, but they'll just make sure it's bigger than anyone else's. And they'll just look down at everyone else, which means we're top of the league. And if anyone else looks like the catch list, we'll just put an extra couple of levels of top of skyscraper. Because they all fear it. And slowly and surely, the mainstream media are, as we talked about earlier with the BBC Sports Report, they're acknowledging, not accepting, but they're acknowledging Newcastle are in the talks now. Uh, and they just have to accept that it's going to happen. And it's only because some of them have had their noses put out. You know, it's been a very cosy club, a very cosy cartel. And there was one comment I seen yesterday um, regarding Liverpool and their three-hour game that that had. And they said the referee did them no favour. He's going to have to sneak out of Anfield. Well, I didn't realise his job was to do a Liverpool favour at Anfield. I thought it was just the referee. Game. You know, but for the first time, and I, I'm generally say this, in this season, I, it was the first time a, a decision went against them that probably should have went for them. And, and it, it was quite comical because for the previous six or seven games, they've had a decision go in their favour that's resulted in a goal which has affected the almost but not sending off, which has affected the game. And so was, as soon as they get one against them, the toys come out, the Bram, Clippy Clock's refusing to pay or suggesting he's going to refuse to pay fines. Good luck with that because you'll just get fined again and then get charged and break the game into disrepute and then you'll be back in the stands. So let them carry on. We have a manager that behaves with the extreme amount of dignity. And I think every every fan out there would love to swap what we've got and where we're going for the near position, all barring Man City. But even them, I'm, I'm sure they'll be looking and saying, who's going to come out of the pack? It's going to be Newcastle United. And when you've got, well, <laughs> you've got people saying we're worried about playing Brighton and then I've just been reading the chat there that was coming on. on. Oh, it's Leicester, what happens if we, if we don't get the points and Liverpool win? How it works is we would have to lose two games by an aggregate of minus four and Liverpool win 4 nil at Southampton. It's not going to happen. We will be in the Champions League tomorrow night very comfortably and then we'll go and whip Chelsea's arse as well. And I'll be in Dubai with Mitch to watch it and Chelsea Rob will be standing next to us. In his pull up. And you're in his now, I can see that, yeah. Sean just asked me I about the, uh, the sponsors. Yeah, I mean, have you, have you had any more whispers, lads? And, you know, is nope. it likely, do you think, that, you know, that we might hear something, you know, to tie in? We threw a few speaking? names around each other during the week, didn't we, that suggested, Aye. but there's no point in uh, at this moment, and it was just me as speculation. So Aye. if we said something on here, then other people copy it and run with it, and it becomes their story if it's true, and it's, it's our story if it's not true. So yeah, I think yeah, we'll leave it. That's I, I believe shortly after the season finished, there'll, there'll be announcements. Not an announcement. There'll be announcements. Yeah. So this will be our sponsor because it has to be ratified by the Premier League, and they can't go through those processes until the Champions League is secure. Even though we we all know it is, I think once yeah. the season finished, they'll get their wheels in motion pretty quick. I think yeah. they've proven that they want to do business quickly. Okay. The lad I had the conversation with, I still can't get over him who his client was let alone what the other clients on the table were. Yeah. So, you know, um, I might try and get him pissed tomorrow night, let's see. <laughs> uh, any names floating around, lads, and do you think we'll make an early signing? Uh, Colin Wilson, of course, those names have been on this show many, many times. Madison and Barnes, of course, we'll, we'll see them both tomorrow night, no doubt. And um, uh, Dominic, as I'm calling him on this show, uh, seems to be a name that's been <laughs> bandied around uh, on more than one occasion. I mean, <laughs> Dom to his friends. Um, but yeah, is the... Any any rumours flying around your your neck of the woods? 
we had a chat with Mr. Hasty today, didn't we? Stu? Yeah, we did. And, and, and Steve's very much still got his flag in James Ward Pros. Very, very much. Um, and I'm not entirely sure where he's getting some of that from, but I know what he's like. And when set he gets that set, when he gets that set and he's that confident about it, he's not often wrong. Yeah. No, he is. He is very confident about it. Now, to me, uh, I mean, I, I, did, I poured a little bit cold water on it, Mitch, didn't I? Because I, I, I couldn't I've... see him coming. Because as much as he'd be a good squad player, I'd be Bruno's understudy, give the. Uh, give Bruno a rest every now and then. Uh, I think he would want more than that. Uh, and my personal opinion is if we're going to buy uh, Salampe, I'll be the young lad, Salisi, uh, I think I forgot his name now, the 19-year-old uh, that's dispossessed Bruno for the door. Lavia, that's it, isn't it? Lavia, yeah, that's him. Lavia, I, I think he's more of a... Yeah, more of all my style because he's the age where he wouldn't count in the squad. Etc. Etc. And I think we'll be able to entice them. Look at look at what we're doing now. Look at the players that we're bringing in the summer. Come and join this. You can grow. You can you know you can fulfil all your dreams. Yeah. You're not you're not going to do that. So that I think most of them players know that. But I'm not going to bet against Mr. Hasty because when he's like this, he's invariably right. It's like yeah. Uh, other question that I had in the chat was from Ian. Uh, good evening. He says, uh, which three positions players would be your top targets now that we are massive? And have you heard any rumours of income and signings, which was the second or sponsors for us? We've covered the first two. So, which three positions and players would be your top targets, lads? I mean, we've, again, we're going to have some players when you're asking Mitch for his favourite three positions. That's what you were. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. I don't know what you're suggesting, Mr. Penman. Um, pure as the driven um, it, well, look, I think we're still. I would love to have somebody at left full back that is basically a clone of Trippier at right back. I think if we had a pairing like that, that would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to be looking ahead to who plays alongside Botman in the long run. So, right right sided centre back with potential to develop. Um, I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to go with four. Um, I think we, we definitely need a more combative central midfielder. Doesn't necessarily have to be a perfect central defensive midfielder, but somebody who's more combative and can put the males in and just shuttle the pass ball to the people who can do the damage. Um, and I do think I would like to see the third striker. I'm happy with Wilson. I'm happy with Isaac. Um, I would like a young alternative to them to someone who can develop and grow and offer maybe something a little different to those two as well. So, you know, somebody in the 21 and under range who would come in uh, and grow and develop as we do, but also has the ability to to mix it in the Premier League and, and certainly play a couple games. Would you sign another goalkeeper, Stu? Tom Dixon's asking. It's a question that's been asked a couple of times uh, this week. Do you think, we'll, I think we'll we've got three? Back? We've got three goalkeepers, haven't we? So it, it, I don't think it's an area that either sign. It just depends on what's going on behind the scenes. You know, will Carrius be happy to sign another contract? Will Dubravka be happy to sit on the bench? And if not, then Dubravka's the sort of person that. We could get money for, and uh, had they followed through and not been so spiteful, we could have James Madison at the start of last season. They could have had the Bradford and goal, and they wouldn't have been relegated. I genuinely believe that. I think he's better than the two keepers they played this season, and would have saved them some mid, some save to keep the points. So I don't think they would have been sitting where they are. But uh, I'd say it's a massively wonderful thing, isn't it? Uh, regarding the three players, uh, I think the, the serious thing is now talks about everywhere, isn't it? So I will get the T-shirt saying I told you so when that happens. Uh, Madison, I would still like. Uh, I still think it'll happen. But um, if not, there are looking at people in other positions. Now, the person that you mentioned earlier, Steve, your mate, Dom, yeah. I, I, think, I think he'd be a cracking signing. Uh, not just because he's your mate, I think he'd be a cracking signing. And to fill the, the breach that... Mitch was talking about a young centre forward. You couldn't do much worse than this Ferguson at Brighton at the minute. 
and you know he's he's strong and he offers something different and he knows where the goal is. He's he's maturing. He's he's well beyond his years. Um, him, he would love to learn. I would imagine from uh, Wilson and his goal scoring prowess from Isaac. Just being in that squad would make him a better player. And uh, so that could be someone we could entice and get at a reasonably decent price. Uh, the only concern I've got about attracting someone like that is it looks like the two main midfielders, Casido and McAllister, are going to go for a big fee, so it doesn't, Brighton wouldn't necessarily need the money. But, you know, we're in a position now where we could actually turn heads. Instead of begging people to join us, we should be having people saying, yeah, I want to come to your project, I want to come to your club, I want to play in front of your fans, I want part of what's happening. I want to go in the record books. I want to be doing this. And a name that I'm going to throw back, which I can't say happening, but it's a name that I would like to have seen play for us. Uh, it's someone, I know Keith just missed the new guard there, but it, it's someone like uh, Calvin Phillips. He hasn't had the best of times at Man City. Uh, Rodri's been absolutely outstanding this year, if not their player of the season, because quite clearly that would be hard. But I think he's been their most consistent player. And it's made it very, very difficult for Phillips to get in. And Woodman I read, City I read somewhere today, Stu, that apparently today's start is his first start for Man City in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, in the league, yeah. So he's got a point to prove. And as we keep saying, as the Euros are coming up. Uh, he's got a point to prove. We can say, right, come, come with us. We will give you the game sign. And it's up to you to keep the shirt on your back. That, to me, would be a good sign. And Man City are a bit partial to uh, balance of the books these days, especially with the, um, the 115 allegations against them so by then selling to us would they sell to a rival well they sold two to Arsenal last season so if he surplus the requirements there and the longer they keep him he's a depreciation sorry depreciating assets then why not why couldn't we get someone like him he takes a lot of boxing he's, he's not old you know he's, he's of a younger age Premier League experience he'll come hungry and he's, he's a talented player he was one of England's best players in the last Euros uh, him and Rice together but I thought he played better than Rice but these are the sort of players now if we go back to what we said to start the show with Mr Yasal Ramay and his excellency arriving tomorrow saying do you want him? Point that Declan Rice okay do you want him? want him and then it's up to Eddie Howe uh, who do we want to get in this team this, this is my list go and get them you need and then he can go and put his feet up and have a well-deserved to be called it which he probably would do but he should have yeah, it's a, it's an interesting summer ahead, and we will be covering it on the uh, UFC Matters uh, transfer shows uh, with uh, a few journalists and a few of the guys will be talking uh, transfers. It's going to be exciting. Uh, marquee signing, do you think, Mitch? At the start, do you think they will go for a, a big name? Do you think we'll hit the ground early, or do you think they'll they'll take no, time? I, I think we'll take our time, and I think our signings will be measured and appropriately staged and appropriately priced to have a number of quality signings without necessarily that big bang marquee signing. Okay, well, well, we've got we've got a lot of bartering tools now. Like last year we were trying to entice people into believing, look, join us, we can possibly achieve this. We'd like you to join us to achieve this. We've achieved it without these people. Now it's 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 actually a, it's you're not selling someone a dream, you you're actually portraying reality to them and they can look yeah. at this and say yeah I want to be part of that I, but I can then create history with you you know and so there'll be a different level of player that we're trying to get with the greatest respect we're not going to be in the market for journeyman uh, like Dan Byrne who's done exceptionally well you know we'll be getting in any house setting yourself for elite players and I know you do the yeah. press conference review Steve yeah. If I picked up on it, it might just be the way I looked at it regarding Madison. But the way we said, yeah, players will come here and they'll see the crowd and they'll feel the, the buzz and everything else. To me, he was talking about Madison. Go and play with Tom next Monday, mate, and see what you think. Then, then tell us you don't want to join. Because why would he want to go from where he is to someone like Tottenham, which is a club in disarray? Mm. It really is a club in disarray. Why would he want to go there? Why would he want to go to Chelsea and just make up the numbers? Why would he want to go and sit on Man City's bench? It'll be us to Liverpool and we've got Champions League. Good to see Alan Shearer using my idea as well on Match of the Day last night, which was to buy Harry Kane and make him sit on the bench. 
uh, so he doesn't break the record. The so. <laughs> uh, Nando from Leeds is another one which has been linked. I mean, he's a he's a player, isn't he? He's um, uh, and Brighton have got to sell. In the um, there's, there's a few players at Brighton. I would I would take. Yeah, Brighton definitely. But I don't know what our obsession is with relegated players. Yeah. If you pack a squad full of players who've got relegated from the Premiership, what have you got? The squad full yeah. of players who've been relegated from the Premiership. And yeah. I know Nick Pope's worked out fantastically as a bargain. Um, but I think over the second half of the season, um, I think he's shown where he may have some inadequacies in himself and where he has to push himself harder to improve. Yeah. Because I think we could upgrade there. You know, uh, I, th- I think decision-making, particularly with the feet, for example, is a conversation I've had with a lot of fans in the last few weeks. And that's, it feels wrong to be criticising a goalkeeper who's kept, kept goal in one of the best back fours we've had in decades, if not three centuries. But at the same time, as we've said plenty of times, sentiment's out the window. We want to be better. Where can we be better? Where can we improve and keep improving? And I think that's the next thing we'll go to. Yeah, we mentioned it. I, I just believe there's more areas where we need to fill rather than goalkeeper. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. He's an ex- Absolutely he's a agree. Brilliant goalkeeper. And, and I agree with you that he was an exception to the rule and we shouldn't be scrounging around uh, relegated players because the mentality is there as well. You know, it, it takes a lot to change that. You, you're used to losing all the time. And... Yeah. I know I keep saying Madison, but I think he would be an exception to the rule. Harvey Barnes, this will probably get cropped and everything else and thrown back in my face. I cannot see Newcastle United signing Harvey Barnes. He plays on the left. We've got people, well, four or five players you could mention without anyone being sold that play on the left. Why would he want to over? It's like the, the old, how many left backs have we got on the bench last week? You know, we're just going to be tipping over. There's areas that we all know. Midfield is one area. Uh, the right side of the forwards is another area. Uh, cover. Do we need cover for Trippier? Well, of course, he's not going to play all the games with our long run that we're going to have in Europe and the cup runs we're going to have. But Kraft's there. Ashby's there. So then you, the centre-half is another area. Left-back's an area. There's, there's three or four areas that, need, that are more pressing than left-wing or goalkeeper, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. I'm just uh, checking one of the, the chats. I think somebody's bear with us, lad. Somebody's been timed out for something that they shouldn't have been timed out for. Just let us, uh, let's make sure that that's rectified. There we go. Um, okay, looking ahead to the game uh, tomorrow. Newcastle United taking on Leicester City. And uh, one point, we'll see Newcastle United back in the Champions League. And uh, fantastic to, to even say that. And Lots of gifts, lots of uh, things flying around the internet at the moment, which um, you know is 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 all Champions League related. Uh, but yeah, it's a home game. It's an eight o'clock start. It's live on Sky Sports. Uh, the referee for tomorrow night's game is Andre Mariner, and on VAR is Darren England. Um, Rumours abound that uh, Longstaff may well be fit. Um, you know to to make a return, although. You know, the, the news coming out of the club was that it was unlikely that we would see Longstaff, Murphy, uh, all in this game. But never believe what the club put out is probably what I would say. Uh, there's no yeah. news either on the fitness of Joe Linton. Uh, but we do feel that Joe Willock will definitely miss out on this one. But uh, Eddie House press conference with you. Uh, I'll do it live tomorrow. Obviously, I can't do a show tomorrow night because I'll be at the game. Uh, but I'll do that tomorrow at one o'clock and I'll be back on to do a little chat about the match. So, Mitch, what's your what's your actual view on this? We had the dice on the amigos. Yeah, what's your view on this game? Is this going to be a party atmosphere tomorrow and a comprehensive victory? I hope it's a party atmosphere. It should be. And uh, I think war flags are waiting nicely for it again. Um, I think what we have to do is just remember all we have to do is do what we've done all season. Put the work rate in, put the effort in. The only teams that have given us trouble this season are the ones that match our work rate. And being able to match that work rate for more than an hour. So all we've got to do is do what we've done. And we'll see it through. 
and I have faith in whoever comes into the team. If there's people missing, if there's, there's numbers and bodies down, you've just got to trust that the way Man United do, and the way Man City do now, and the way other, other teams have done in the past when they bring young players in, let them express themselves, let them have a good time, let them put their shift in. If they perform, we will see this through. We'll have a solidity at the back that we're going to build on. I know it's been a while since we've had a clean sheet, um, but equally they're all over the place. I've seen them a few times in the last few weeks, and that keeper looks constantly like he's got a mistake in them. Um, it, they seem to have changed their back four certainly more times than I changed bloody t-shirts in the bloody desert, that's for sure. And and so there's no consistency there. Um, I question as well the mentality of some of their players about how up for relegation fight have they been. Um, I've seen a fantastic comment made about them this week that um, they're playing like a team who don't believe they're in a relegation battle. Wow. And that's dangerous because they are very much it's so. And it's a bit late. Yeah. And so I can say nothing else other than a comprehensive win. And just for shits and giggles, I'm going to gamble with a pen and a 3 1. Yeah, I've seen a few people predicting 7 7 0, 7 1. Oh, um, the last time Newcastle United had Leicester uh, in the final league game of the season, in a, a promotion season, of course, uh, Newcastle went 6 0 up at half time. Uh, fantastic game, uh, that one, when uh, the likes of Andy Cole and David Kelly were playing. Um, I'm not too sure it'll be that kind of uh, scoreline, but uh, what are you expecting, Stu? Scored out Rick on the telly, David Kelly, didn't he? He did, mate. Uh, he did. That, that game, yeah. The. Well, Leicester, this really is last chance saloon for them because if they do get beat tomorrow, they will be down. And so you've got to imagine there'll be some professional pride. And Mitch referenced there the teams like the Bournemouths, the, you know, the, the teams that we should beat will go there. Then we've also got our injury concerns and it could just be who's the, who's the least unfit, right, you're playing. You know, so... Um, and I was just being negative for a joke. We're going to thrash them. Um, of course, I've had my 3-1 bet. And then I was going to do a 5-1 bet for the Heat. Uh, but I think we'll win 6-0 tomorrow. I really do. I think we'll go to town. They're where they are for a reason. We are where we are for a reason. And the table doesn't lie. And it's if we look what happened with Arsenal last year, yes, we're a better team than them. And we blew Arsenal away 2-0. Uh, We'll, we'll be more than enough, even with two or three injuries, we'll be more than enough for Leicester tomorrow. Uh, so let Madison hear the crowd roar. Hope he has a nightmare game tomorrow and everyone's slagging him up saying he's rubbish because then we'll save him cheaper. And it'll be 6-0. I think either Isaac or Wilson will be a hat We need a hat from someone. So hope it's Callum Wilson because I've got him to be in the top five scorers for the season. So a hat for Wilson, 6-0 for Newcastle. Yeah, OK. I'm, I'm going to go for a 4-1 win. I think Newcastle will win. I think it'll be comprehensive. Uh, but yeah, not as confident as the lads. But uh, yeah, 4-1 four, four for me. Um, big shout out to Paul Tweedy and all the Heat Army who are down at Gateshead's uh, uh, trophy game at Wembley. Uh, have a safe journey back. Wasn't your day-to-day, lads. But I guess if somebody told you at the end of the season you would have stayed up when it looked as if it was all down uh, downhill and you were going to go out the league um, and you would get to a cup final. I think you would have took that. Win, uh, win or lose so uh, well done lads have a, have a safe journey back and uh, B Taylor War Flags planning a great display I've seen some photographs Kev's just sent them in our WhatsApp group look, it does look fantastic let's all get behind the lads be loud be proud we need to be the 12th man so uh, yeah great stuff as always lads great Steve just before you go sorry, go sorry. It, go for it to those, to those who are like to complain and moan and worry and stress and panic about who we're playing next just remember this time next week our season's finished and then you're going to have some promotion events. There'll be no competitive game for three months. Just enjoy it. We're on the right of our lifestyle. If you're going there tomorrow, you're a lucky beep, beep, beep. Enjoy. Sing your hearts out. Have a fantastic time. We're going to Italy very, very soon. 
460 watch, and this has really become a, a, a special show um, with, with me and the lads. People do like this show, I know they do, uh, but as always, we don't take you for granted. I've had some lovely comments again. I do get inboxes uh, on a regular basis these days where people are thanking us, people stopping us when I'm out for a walk or whatever, uh, thanking us for the show. Um, you know, it, it does you know, it, it does it, it does us the world of good when, when people send us a message and take the time to come up and speak to us. So uh, thanks for your support. As I say, it's great. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button, hit the subscribe button. It's free. We do seven shows a week for free uh, on the show. Um, so please hit the subscribe button uh, today. Mitch, Stu, as always, absolute pleasure. Uh, see you later in the week. Take care, lads. Thanks, mate. Enjoy the game. See you, lads. Cheers. Cheers.